This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag-and-drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. This episode of Good is sponsored by Taggy.tv. Taggy is a curated image library designed for inspiration and treatment imagery, curated by commercial directors and image researchers. Taggy's library is filled with stills, videos, and photography tagged with specific film techniques like transitions, voiceover, split screen, and more. You can also search for specific imagery like texting, social media, or youth culture. Through my experience on Taggy, curation is where this resource shines. Sometimes it's tough to find the balance between something too abstract or moody when making a treatment. Taggy rides this line exceptionally well with their highly curated library of images. And you can get one month free at taggy.tv by using code GOODGUYS at checkout. You got your internet fixed? We'll see, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, I had to go to Best Buy like late last night because I... My internet is, I live in a shotgun house in New Orleans. So like the internet the is like way up there. <clears throat> so I went and got one of those, like, I don't know, extenders or whatever. So yeah. we'll see if it works. Uh, I was a little scared when not, you said way up there because you froze a little bit and I was like, oh, oh this would be fun time. <laughs> oh. uh, we were, we were on for like an hour together yesterday and the internet was fine, but we were wasting time playing animal crossing together. <laughs> Um, oh yes, yes. And Give then, it to me. yes. And then uh, we were like, okay, we should record for real. And then the internet started like going yeah. out. So we were kind of like, <laughs> it's probably because of the Animal Crossing. It had sucked Jared, are you in LA? No, I'm in North Carolina. Oh wow! Oh my god, you guys are doing it right. You're not here. Fuck yeah! Yeah. <laughs> well, to do that. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we're just doing <laughs> it backwards. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you're in LA. Where in LA? In LA. Like oh, you know, the the Echo Park, you know, obviously. I can, I can walk to Elysian. Uh, you know, I see Alex yeah. Karpovsky every once in a while. Uh, just a real, just a bunch of Caucasian um, men in graphic tees just walking around, you know, just uh, just uh, talking too loud at Glowing Juices. You know what I mean? About their careers. Yeah, That's exactly me. what I'm, you were I'm looking one of those for people. when you decided you wanted to make movies. That's exactly right. I just wanted to know I was going to put on a best made sweater and talk too loud about condors. You know what I mean? And just see if anybody looked at me when I talked about, you know, my booking. I used to, I come from the voiceover industry and there were guys in the lobby that would be like, they'd answer the phone when you're waiting to go in to do a voiceover for like Fruit Loops or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, a booking? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Four spots? Cool. And I feel like LA is that everywhere, but in different neighborhoods it means different things like in west hollywood it's probably a lot of producers and actors in echo park it's a lot of like film people like well i i'm, I'm designing for david lowry cool okay and just like a, it's, you just want to say it it's not jade i'm not it's not a knock on i'm not throwing shade at jade i'm just like you right, know what right. i mean that's where i live so i, and I do it would too. imagine sitting in a, a voiceover like a waiting room for a voiceover audition would be a very specific waiting room oh, to be in dude and they all talk. I wouldn't even think know. that you'd go and do lot. Like 
I, I mean, I don't fucking know, obviously, but you would go and do live auditions for voiceover sounds. I wouldn't expect that to be the case. Wouldn't it expect seems like me, you would just sit, me to do it? No, no, just like generally it seems like you would sit behind a microphone and just send people things. But well, do you now sit, you like, do. do. You, you used to in the in the pre-Rona days. I mean, from like yeah. 2000. God, I mean, for me personally, I started pretty young. It was 22 or whatever till I don't know five years ago before the voice industry yeah. went to hell. And now it's all celebrities. But you'd actually go to you know Sound Lounge in hmm. New York and wait in the lobby, and you'd hear people be like, "Well, hello, how are you? Nice to see, <laughs> nice to see you, Bob." And it was just like a lot of all the like the, a chorus of. A chorus of, uh, you know, characters, you per- know, perfect voices. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then sometimes like Justin Long would come in in the casting and you'd be like a 40 minute wait anyway, but he'd come in late and the cast director would be like, mm, Justin, you know what I mean? They'd be like, you know, <laughs> he'd get to the front of the line. I think Justin needs to get out of here. And then they'd talk for 15 minutes. You know, it's a lot of, and, but that's what we sign up for. You know, that's why I yeah. want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's what I say when I say you guys are doing it right. I mean, like. That sounds nice. Like you walk into a, you know, in anything, right. not just a coffee shop, you walk into an anything, you're like, not everybody here, you know, does, does that's what true. I do. That, that's true. It does feel uh, like we're not consumed everywhere we go. All yeah. 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 By it. By it. Um, well, dude, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome uh, for, for joining us. Um, yeah. We've been, like I told you before we started, Christian and I have been doing a show a day for the past 11 days, 10 days, 11 days. Um, and it feels like uh, we're like finally going out into public and talking to somebody that's not just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if it feels like we're having like cabin fever, uh, that's, that's why. So um, we're glad to have someone from the outside. Back yeah, welcome. Welcome to the world guys. You know, Welcome Thank to the world. We're Josh, we uh, we obviously have seen a bunch of your work. We we I rewatched uh, Werewolves Within yesterday, and but just oh. you know, thirty minutes ago, Jared texted me your um, Pingler <laughs> short, and oh, I was one? like, uh, Pingler, I think it's Pingler. Pingler. Oh my god, yeah, that was was it, oh god, um, that's gonna kill me. That it, uh, a- Andrew, that was directed by uh, a, a, an awesome dude who works in. He's like a creative director. It's gonna kill me that i don't remember his last name I'm, I'm losing my mind i couldn't remember my passcode to type in my uh my uh to apple pay the other day you know for my smoothie because i'm in california but i'm also i guess <laughs> yeah, i uh, there, there must be i must have a tumor um but it'll be an interesting story you know what i mean it'll be an interesting story well he lived like he he died like he lived you know what i mean yeah. um making yeah. making uh decent werewolf movies trying to be the next joe dante um yeah pingler is really fun i just love there's there's nothing better than what I'm realizing later in my life is uh, <clears throat> at 38 is like nothing better than jumping in front of the camera. Yeah. Uh, when you when you've been doing the thing, so you can see what other people yeah. do. You know, I still do that. It's great. Yeah. Well, for people who may not know uh, much about your career, let's just like go back a little bit and like how did you get you know to where you are now as far as um, you know, being younger and sort of find, you know, finding fascination with like making movies or like, what was the path for you? Like growing up? We're a creative family. I mean, my, you know, we're musician, even though my, you know, like my dad was a 
financial advisor. My mom was a high school principal. We were very, a very musical family, this, that, and the other thing. My sister's Rachel Yamagata. She's a singer-songwriter, um, my half-sister. <clears throat> when I say that, people are like, you are? I get it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not Japanese, but my sister is. Um, it's the, it, it can work that way. Um, same mom. But we, uh, I was, you know, I do youth theater in, uh, in the town of Woodstock, which is already like upstate New York, which is already a really creative town. And I went to uh, school in the city because my SATs were so bad. I got a 950 on my SATs. So I just ended up going to a two-year acting training program. Well, let's yeah. not... <laughs> Let's not oh, gotta, let's not shit on standardized testing. Testing. I mean, <laughs> no, no, just specific <laughs> scores. You know, like, yeah. Uh, oh, let's not drop them. I've tweeted it so many times because I remind people. I'm no, angry. I got like a ten. I got like a ten fifty, and I was like thrilled to be honest with you, dude. I I dream. I still wake up wishing that I crossed the 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 three digit threshold barrier. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? At one point, I was like, this is an obscure reference, but at one point, it was like that scene in uh, summer school when the guys just going see 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 i was just like yes just making yeah, patterns yeah, yeah. you know what i mean at some point it's just like um so i did that <clears throat> but uh i i acted in in a i was a big fish in a small pond i was just the kid that was just you know impersonating robin williams and john leguizamo's one-man shows when yeah. i was doing you know little shop of horrors and shit and i got into this two-year program that mike nichols was a co-founder of so Whoa. Mike Nichols, George Morrison, and Paul Sills, who created fucking theater games, they were my three sort of teachers at this two-year wow. training program with also improv and all these other you know great instructors and stuff. So I went down there to kind of figure out if I could be an actor in the city, and I ended up just like doing extra work um, and uh, working yeah. at Best Buy. And then I realized like no one's going to spoon feed me the kind of agent situation. So I started making videos with my buddies – yeah. And we started shooting on uh uh HVX and you know mm -hmm. the the uh what's the Sony oh fuck HR no fuck H I'm losing my mind. Um the GL2 or some shit. You know, we were like just putting videos yes. online. The best 10 SD minute sketches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when the HVX was a thing, we we're like, whoa, it shoots 24 and it looks like filming. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that big <laughs> yeah. revolution? Uh, PL2 mount when we started working in college. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. that, or you that, just zoom in all the way and it looks like it's a uh, shallow depth of field or whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, you, you, you're holding it without putting it in a case and in the uh, passenger van. <laughs> yeah. And it just like, you ruined the little fucking <laughs> sensor. Um, but I started uh, college humor. Like those guys, those young guys you found in college humor took a liking to the like sketches. We were just fucking around with putting online before flash and they were like yeah. come make videos wow. for us so how we, old were you at we, this point i was when, well when i joined college humor i was like god 27 but i yeah. had been making videos with dutch west doing like web series for people that yeah. were really paying money like you know super deluxe was the thing tribeca like de niro's yeah, tribeca right. was trying to get into the internet game budweiser yeah. was trying to get in the internet game um it was kind of like you know what i don't know Snapchat is now Snapchat. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, basically just ended up, you know, going to college humor, making thousands of videos, you oh know, music wow. videos, genre videos. Uh, that was where I really cut my teeth. You know, I didn't, yeah. I, it took me years to figure out that a wide could become a two shot could become an insert on a phone. Right. Yeah. Um, right. My, my film language was really, really wonky for a long time. I feel like in the, the past five years is when I finally figured it out. Dude, but, just but something yeah. about like volume, right? Just like doing a lot of shit is like not enough can be said Dude. for that. 
Dude, absolutely. And coming up through an era of comedy, too, where it's like, you know, I did so much <laughs> probably cancelable stuff. I'm waiting for the day where <laughs> Twitter just finds out all the sketches I did. And they're like, oh, he did Duck Hunt Dog. You know, he's going to he's canceled. Um uh, I'm done. That's the um, one. That's the one that's coming. That was, that was, that was the one that sure. got me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, basically that was my film school. And I, and, and we started doing branded videos. I started getting into the commercial game because we started doing fuck like Blackberry would come around and be like, Hey, college humor. Do you have any directors who could do right. this branded video? So I would direct and also be a character in a fucking Blackberry yes. branded video where they were totally hands off. They were like, you just do your college humor thing and be funny <laughs> and talk about the new Palm Pilot or whatever. And that turned into a real commercial company, you know, commercial career yeah. for a few years before I was like, I have to make a movie. And that was how I started, you know, making movies. Scare Me was my first thing. Josh, that's like the cross section that I feel like our show is about the most right now, which is like both me and Christian have kind of like, you know, the show is a bit about our career and also like learning from people like you. And I, um, I, we've kind of found ourselves like where obviously we like doing commercials cause it's an, in, it's a living. Uh, I do a lot mm -hmm. of music videos, but kind of that like threshold of like, okay, this is not going to naturally lead to making movies. The things that I like mm -hmm. want to make. Uh, I'd love to hear kind of like that, what that was like for you feeling like I'm doing college humor. I'm doing these branded things or commercials, did there come a point where you were like, I need to, was it like a conscious kind of like decision to move into yeah. making movies or what was that kind of like for you? I'll tell you about the, the honest progression of it in broad strokes, beat by beat. So yeah, please. The first piece of it is when I, when I left college humor to direct commercials, I was, I was working with a partner. Um, I was a directing duo Yeah, and we essentially grew apart sensibility wise as, as every sure. partnership really does. And so yeah. it took me a minute to find my voice when, when I started getting hired to do commercials on my own. Um, and I found myself sort of, you know, where I would rely on this other person for technical sort of step-ins or, um, you know, the yang to my yin, I'd find my voice on, you know, basically everything that I wasn't sort of exercising. And it was terrifying. But yeah. once I started to get on my feet doing commercials for like Michaels and ESPN and, you yeah, know, whatever yeah. it was, I quickly realized it isn't what I want to do, even though the money's great. Um, and I also realized sending scripts around town, so I had an agent for a while, no one was going to spoon feed me at all. No one yeah, was going to help right. me make my movie but me. And so I, 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 like a lot of filmmakers, you know, and I'm sure I, Jim Cummings might have even talked about this, but Mark Duplass's 2015 South by Kino, yep, where he yep, says the cavalry yep, isn't yep. coming. My, my manager was like, you should just, you should you should listen to that. And concurrently, I was reading hmm. their book, Like Brothers, where not only were they a directing partnership that was kind of on the outs, but also like they were talking about, get out there and make your $500 or no money yeah. or $1,000 short. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I recklessly <laughs> took $26,000 out of the 401k um, that I nice. had from seven years at College Humor. And I still don't know if I've paid the tax ramification on that or not. And I might, <laughs> it might have been, I might have gotten away with it for, because it is an investment and I don't know, there might be some business loophole, but I took 26 grand on my 401k and I, I took it to, to, to Dan Powell, who's a producer I've been working with for years. And he's also a commercial director and um, 
he's a killer showrunner and, and, and a producer. And I was like, I have this much money to make my first feature and I don't care. I'll be holding the boom pole and be acting in it. It's going to happen. And my DP buddy, yeah. Brendan, who was an intern at College Humor, who's going to shoot this movie, we were like, whatever happens, we're going to make this, even if it's yeah. just this amount of money. And I'll throw in a little bit too. I just did a promo. I'll, I'll, you know, We were all like, right, we're going right. to do it. Just scratch, yeah. notch in the belt. So all we wanted was to just make the thing. And what happened was Dan was like, I'll match you. So now Dan mm, matches amazing. me. And then I tell my manager, yeah. I was like, Did, now now we have this amount. And then they start looking around and it's like, can you, can you get another actor? Can you get an actor? <clears throat> So I grew up, you know, in Woodstock, New York, and and through voiceovers, I'd met my buddy Josh Alexander, whose wife mm -hmm. is Aya Cash. Now Aya was yep. on You're the Worst and was coming out of five, six years on a cable television show that some people either knew and they fucking loved or they've never heard of. And she was very wealthy and was like, I yeah. just want to do, I want to work with my friends. I don't care. And so she I was she's like, Yeah, I'll 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 do this. This uh, this black box play of a movie, weird, yep. weird yep. movie with you in a cabin. We do the movie. We edit it. We slowly start to realize, holy fuck, this thing is different and it's going to work. Hmm. We get into Sundance and um, the day I get into Sundance, I'm in prep on Werewolves Within because uh, the producers had seen a rough cut. They just come to, to a test wow. screening. We're like, oh shit, you can do this. This might, good, this might be good tonally. There's no reason why I should have gotten werewolves at all. But these wow. two producers from Vanishing Angle, Jim's producers came, they're buddies. And they're like, oh, shit, we, we're, we just got this in. Can you come and talk? You want, you want to come pitch to Ubisoft? Spent two weeks on this fucking deck and boom. So, you know, the only reason I got anywhere was because one day I put my foot down. I was like, I'm, t I'm gambling yeah. on myself. And I there's no excuse for me to be as lucky as I am, as fortunate as I am. And I'm still like paycheck to paycheck as we all are. It's still rough. Yeah. I just have a couple laurels, you know. Right. Um, yeah. It's uh, no one will do it. But but you unless you, unless you happen to play the lotto and whatever I was like I was just like gonna do it and that's mm -hmm. how it what happened. What did those man. two weeks feel like of getting into Sundance and then and then pitching on your next feature? That sounds insane. Well, the pitching technically came it technically came before. So I found got it. Uh, yeah, I found out I got the movie. Then we got into Sundance and then I went to Sundance. I had all of 48 hours to go and then come back because we were in prep. I had tech, <laughs> tech prep. I'm a scout, to right, right. a tech scout. I'm the Monday after Sundance, so I could only go to one screening. But it felt great. I mean, I, it was Sundance is it's it's fucking cool. It's like what everybody who's been says. It's like, look, it's great. It's an experience. It's not the be all end all. When I was there, yeah. the best part was the house with my friends. The yeah. house with my friends, with the hot tub and the whatever, and that was I was there again for forty eight hours, and then I was home. Um, but yep. it it felt great, and then you know when when we're wrapped on March 9th, we go into lockdown for two years. So, <laughs> so you wrapped my... you wrapped on March 9th. Yeah, we wrapped March 9th, and on Friday the thirteenth, we were in lockdown. And luckily, I had two weeks to sort of relax before I went to the edit. And as soon as I was done with the edit for Werewolves. Scare me publicity started. So I was like able to just actually have a routine, you know, like military wow. talks about having a routine when you go under a bunker. Um, yeah. You go underground there in the apocalypse and uh, that's how it happened. 
Damn. So you're like one of the lucky ones, like where it actually kind of worked out for you. Like you went into publicity for one movie and were in, in post on another. I'm one of the lucky That's- ones, but I just want to I want to frame that this lucky timing has only come after 15 years of like being yeah. on the last line, the last um, <laughs> online at lunch for like Julie Taymor's across the universe and having like one balsamic piece of lettuce um, losing <laughs> out on like major roles i got close on getting like not getting saturday night live which i I went to 8h and tested for like so many misses so many swings so much kind of aching and painting and and then it starts to fucking crack you know crack open how close have you been yeah to to like just being like you know what forget it i'm just not gonna do this uh i think when my partner and i split Actually, no, I don't want to say that. I think that was just like the roughest because it was just kind of like I lost love for what I do, for what we do kind of, you know, a little bit. Um, But I I don't know. I I always – when I didn't direct, I'd – you know, I'd act when I didn't act, I would yeah. write, you know, that was the other thing is we can't just do one thing. Like, you know, you guys yeah. probably are fucking awesome editors. Like that's, that's a skill I never right. had. If you're not editors, yeah. you probably know your way around a sound design system or like something that you give a shit about or produce. Sure. Like you could, you can get excited about producing for someone else. That was something that I could kind of get into with other people. And so the love wasn't totally lost, but sometimes the light would get dimmed as, as of course it does. This is a, an yeah. industry of rejection. <laughs> yeah, Josh, what, what was like one thing like, you know, the turnaround in those two movies is pretty quick, right? So like, what was one sort of like technical thing that you learned on your first experience that you were able to bring into Werewolves of Thing? Like something you messed up on or something that you realized that you could do better? Oh, that's a great question. I think the biggest thing for me, like Werewolves Within, when I watch it, it's so clean. You know what I mean? Like there's no like first time like there's no mistakes in it it's like almost it's like a and jared you can add to this yep. but like it's like very pro you know what i mean it doesn't feel like mm, i think like precise would be a good a, word like even just like precise. Yeah, yeah. small and I, i'm sure again i, I don't want to like uh speak for you josh but i'm like it I, you can see that there's like a ton of fucking experience you know like just the timing of like small things that in the in the performance that are just so fucking funny that like of course you would throw in there and it like totally elevates the so yeah back to back to Christian's que- uh, question yeah. I guess what was like one thing that you could like bring into that next experience of werewolves within to to make it better from that's a fucking great question so so uh, I think the biggest lesson I learned which which I just didn't really sort of think of and I I, uh, I guess this is more of a philosophical thing that I brought into it was that movies are a living, breathing thing. When I Hmm. saw the first cut of Scare Me, I went, this is fucking brilliant. Like, no no cuts need to be made. It was a two-hour and, like, 20-minute cut. And already, like, the criticism (laughs) I get from that movie is like, this movie's a little long. Could have been a short film. Um, My editor, Patrick Lawrence, who's a fucking genius, was like, "Uh, you're going to need to cut at least – 30 minutes out of this movie. And what you'd realize just like with writing is that every time you rewatch something or when you put something away for a minute and you, you pick it back up three days later, it changes. It changes to you. You remember it differently. Mm -hmm, Suddenly you Mm want to make tweaks and you're never done just like with writing. So I think from kind of a philosophical perspective, I went into werewolves, especially into the edit knowing 
It's not going to be what I want it to be when I first watch it. And it's going to take time to make it what I want to make it. And also, you know, to, to, to kind of have the kind of, uh, the commercial committee producer sort of dynamic of not, it not just being me, but having everybody weigh in and kind of playing diplomat, but also firm diplomat. Yeah, yeah, but this is funny because yeah, but this works because and also willing to take that, take and accept that feedback. That was that was one thing. I mean, beyond that, it was it was just some kind of, you know, af- uh, reaffirmations or reinforced um, kind of uh, philosophy of working with actors. You know what I mean? Like, like just yeah. being open to letting people feel it out and not kind of micromanaging which I, I used to do years ago and that came out of college humor and stuff like that and thinking my perception of what directing was but i came into werewolves really really good at you know um at just kind of saying you guys you guys know what the boundaries are now let me just see what happens and then just playing sculptor right you know bring it back yeah. a little bit that's that's too much it's not funny yet because i'm seeing you be funny now, now actually play this emotionally yeah. for real because otherwise we lose the we lose the fact that this is a horror and a comedy, you know, the stuff like that, that sculpting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sam, real quick. Is there a way to turn up your gain on your mic? Like your input volume? I'll just scream. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I got this booking. Um, but my booking? Uh, Josh. Yes. Um. I'll come close. As like a kind of professional funny person, um, <laughs> is that wh- how does that prove difficult in real life? To I'll just let you in. I was gonna like give you some examples of how I thought it might, but I'd like I need curious. to hear. <laughs> well, I don't wait. Say, well, sorry, say, say the question again. As like a professional funny person, um, yeah. Does that is that difficult sometimes just in like normal life? Like people trying to be funny for you, mm. you. The worst part is when a 26-year-old um, creative executive at an agency would be like, that's not funny. Like, I don't think that's funny. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and you want to say, girl, I did UCB. You know, and I want to just be very Caucasian about it. Um, but uh, <laughs> just mansplain what timing is. No, um <laughs> It can be, but you know, the, the cool thing about it is like, it's such a community thing. Like when you, you, you let everybody do their thing. And then when you do that sculpting and you say, yeah. that was great, but now I want you to, whatever it is, like now I want you to make, I want you to make a weird sound, but I want you to keep your face totally relaxed. Yeah. And then you watch what happens in the room when they go, ah, you know what I mean? And everybody goes, Oh, yes. and you like, you feel it. So it's not, yes. it's, it's not, it's yeah. only tough when you have no, you can't weigh in, which is probably the worst part about working with me is if you're a director, <laughs> which shouldn't be, but <laughs> like if I, if I'm an actor and be like, can I, Oh, can I try this one thing? Or, you know, I'll, I'll insist, you know, maybe yeah. on going one route, but no, it's not, it's not. Well, I, I would imagine being on set with you and, and like being in a room of funny people is probably your favorite place to be, I would imagine. It can be. I mean, the you know, ego is never great. I might be a funny human being, but I'm so like lo-fi. I just don't I, – I, I, uh, I used to want to be <laughs> – my parents were like, you're the next Jim Carrey. You know, you're going to grow up. You're going to win an yeah, Oscar, yeah, yeah. bud. You're like, too supportive. Yeah. And I uh, – 
I I don't care about the accolades so much as just feeling comfortable working with the buddies, yeah. you know. So yeah. um, I I, I, I like working with funny thing, people, it? but it is, That's yeah. You just you know you don't, don't want to work with people who like love to hear themselves uh, talk, like I do right now. You know, I love hearing my well, answers. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, that's why you're on here. Uh, And it's not as embarrassing as, you know, thinking that we should, you know what, Christian, we should have our own podcast. That's maybe more embarrassing (laughs) 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 to assume that people want to hear what we have to say, you know? So, um, but okay. So, so you're on set and uh, you're directing, gosh, I, I, I have to look now. I forgot the people in your, uh, in Worlds Within. The cast. So you literally throw a throw a dart and guess a name. They're probably in it. DiCaprio. <laughs> <clears throat> it was basically the cast of Don't Look Up, but Okay. You know. Sam and Milana are of course amazing. Dude, yeah. but is it I don't know if it's Basil or Basil, but George Basil. Dude, that's my homie, man. Dude. Dude, him because I, I remember him from Crashing, who's yeah. so fucking funny in that. Uh, and then I Leaf. was like, I saw him in this and I was like, where have I seen him before? I was like, I know crashing, but I have to have seen him in something else. And I'm like, I don't know if I have, and he's way too funny not to be in a ton of shit. He's in a ton of shit. He was in, he was in wrecked, uh, which was, uh, I think a show on TBS. He was in flaked okay. the Will Arnett show. He, he did okay. a bunch of commercial campaign. He was like the. Was it like the Bud Light, like mayor, like the mayor of like Bud? He does a ton of commercials. Oh, yeah. And he, he did like That's the HBO, right. like comedy fetish campaign where I discovered him ages ago. I was like, I have to work with this dude. He's like a handsome guy. Like, a, I think Galifianakis is very handsome, but he's like Galifianakis's, you know, brother. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, and the timing right, was just right. too much and he can do fucking anything. And he's also the most wonderful dude. And I want to just quickly mention that George was the first actor that I knew I wanted to be in this movie because he was a, not only a friend and I had a buddy, yeah. I'd have a buddy if if everything went yeah. to shit i'd have someone to hug and get a margarita with at the end of the day george george is also just such a almost like a like a buddhist personality and also incredibly yeah. charming and disarming so if shit's weird he's one to be like hey man you okay you know what i mean he's like Ugh. very just the best energy to have and milana's the same well. thing like milana and i go wait like back like 10 or 12 years. So Milana wow. and George I've known forever. And so I was like, I need, I need my buddies, you know? Um, and you want talented buddies too. Like those are the buddies you're going to, you know, the, the, the buddies, you know, and now they're all, they're all my buddies and I, I love them all. Yeah. How much of the, um, like just percentage wise or like working on set, like how much of, of the performances were improv versus scripted like how much of it was dialed in from the script because the script is is you know i'm sure you read the script and you're like oh fuck i can do this you know like this is amazing but how much of it was sort of like finding it on set we we were supposed to shoot something like 28 days and the and this uh our schedule basically ended up like because we were shooting in the middle of nowhere upstate new york in the snow and our housing sort of situation, we had at one point, <clears throat> we had crew that was commuting 50 minutes. So your clock starts when that crew gets in the car, when your actors get in the yeah, car. Yeah. So we ended up losing two hours plus lunch a day. Ugh. 
Um, and, oh uh, so our, our, our schedule quickly went from what I signed on for, what my DP was like, cool, 28 day shoot ended up being something like 23 or 24. Right. So oh we didn't have gosh. a lot of time. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of time to, um, to improvise. I'd still let everybody do their thing. We'd always do We, what would often happen is a pickup. I would know exactly how I was going to shoot the thing or how I was going to edit the thing, but I'd say, okay, now, now Sam now do a run of, you know, Mr. Mr. Roger jokes on this side, because I know we're going to be in this, you know, on this angle, but there wasn't a lot of time for it. But like, Someone like Harvey Gann, for example, will just come out and just do something unscripted on the first go. And I'll be like, fuck, I'm not going to, nothing is better than that. Like, yes. Like keep like everybody <laughs> yeah. shut your stupid whore mouths and listen to this. Like there's nothing funnier <laughs> than that. We have to keep it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's like always the, the, uh, me and Jared talk about this all the time, but we would give up so much. I don't, I don't know exactly what you give up, but just to have more time versus anything you know what i mean i don't like i don't know what you would uh bring into maybe the next project to, to give you that i mean obviously the the snow is sort of embedded into the into the the movie you know yeah. it's kind of a character within itself like but what would you sort of like do next time in order to get more time you know what i mean or or, or were there other things that you would sort of sacrifice to to have more ability Time, time is super important. I think if anything, what I want to make sure is if, you know, you knew you were going in, even if you went into an 18 day shoot or like where scare me was a fucking 13 day shoot. Um, right. you just know that no matter what, I need two days for the scene when shit goes down. Yeah. I, you yeah, know what right. I mean? Like that, that's just how you retrofit it. And then otherwise you have a conversation with your people beforehand. This was a mistake I ran into one specific day in, on werewolves where you have to start the day with your good morning hello to your actors and say, today is going to be fast. And today is not about improv. Mm. Today is not about play. That's, today is yeah, about yeah. these characters ingesting this world um, or, or whatever it's about. <clears throat> you warn them. You say, I just, I'll, I'll run lines with you. I'll, I'll show you the shot list. I'll do whatever. But the sun is right there and we have to yep. fucking go. And, um, you might hate me at the end of the day because I'm going to cut you off in the middle of a sentence because I know I'm not going to be editing. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. That's that's right. something that I'm certainly I've certainly learned on werewolves. But as fast as we went, I mean, all these guys are used to four camera shoots. They come from big shows. Yeah. You know, Wayne Duvall worked with Spielberg and the Coen Brothers, and you know Harvey works on What We Do in the Shadows. They, they I mean, fucking Sam Richardson, like on Veep, seasons yeah, of a show on right. Veep. You're going to have. Three, four cameras. Expectations. So, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So you make sure. So so I'm certainly going to make sure I have two cameras. Now that's not always a beneficial thing, you know. As you guys know, you got to yeah. light everything, you know, whatever. But um, but uh, yeah, time. You just make sure, no matter what your schedule is, that you have the two days where you're going to need to fuck around. You know. This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With good treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. This episode of Good is sponsored by Taggy.tv. 
Tagi is a curated image library designed for inspiration and treatment imagery, curated by commercial directors and image researchers. Tagi's library is filled with stills, videos, and photography tagged with specific film techniques like transitions, voiceover, split screen, and more. You can also search for specific imagery like texting, social media, or youth culture. Through my experience on Tagi, curation is where this resource shines. Sometimes it's tough to find the balance between something too abstract or moody when making a treatment. Taggy rides this line exceptionally well with their highly curated library of images. And you can get one month free at taggy.tv by using code GOODGUYS at checkout. I mean, big, big shout out to Brett Bachman, though, huh? Oh, my God. Editor Brett Bachman, who had three movies on the best of list. He edited Pig. Right. And, wow. uh, and The Vigil. And obviously our film and also Mandy and like just, he's just, he's right. a, he's Love a, Mandy. he's a huge, he's a huge, uh, keystone, keystone trophy would, to this whole thing. I would imagine Josh that like probably early on you're editing your own stuff. I, is that true or no? Like, like early on were you probably like put, putting your own stuff together? I was putting my own stuff together um, with my crew, but I actually never edited. I would always hire okay. editors, um, and that's something that I someday will do on on Lynda.com. Um, I'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure out how to do it, but I just I, I never did. I do I, you know I can do other stuff. I can I can produce. I can you know do ADR sound alike. I can write. I can but I never. The technical stuff never really. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. My 950 SAT brain, I just, I just never I motivated. It. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, I guess I was. It was a leading, a leading question to kind of get to like uh, when you're on set and you're imagining. Yeah. You know, you built all this shit out, like pre-visualized everything. I would imagine um, of how it's gonna, like, what this movie is gonna be, and then you get in the edit. What is it? What is kind of like that? That feeling, I guess. What does it feel like for it to turn into something else? You know, like you sit down with an editor and it starts to transform. What is that process like? That's a really, that's a great fucking question. Uh, Cause Brett, a lot of people are like, whoa, you like Edgar Wright, huh? And I'm like, I like Frank Marshall and Joe Dante. I love Edgar yeah, Wright. There's yeah, a couple yeah. moments <laughs> yeah. where Edgar Wright really, you know, came in. I love Yorgos Lanthimos, you know, I right. love long right. takes where shit, shit can happen in a, in a composition. Brett brought an energy and a pacing um, and sort of filtered more than me notes from our producers. We had a lot of producers that had a lot on the table. Like this is a lot yeah. for Ubisoft and those guys are fucking amazing. Those, my producers were incredible. Um, but it became something else. I, I imagine it being a bit darker. It came out a bit more buoyant. I, I, I pitched mm -hmm. everyone like this is Fargo if it were, were an Amblin movie and it kind of came out a little more hot fuzz. Um, and yeah. I still fucking love hot fuzz. You know, hot fuzz yeah, gets dark. Right, yeah. It's interesting to watch it because, um, you, you learn to, I don't, for me anyway, I, I learned to kind of, I learned to pick and choose my battles. That was a big thing playing diplomat. And also I think a big lesson is you're going to watch the thing 700 times. And you have to, you also have to learn to keep your, to keep your gloves on and to keep your, your, you have to yeah. stay at the ready for, for the four battles that are going to come back and nip you in the ass. Um, you have to make sure that you just don't go, yeah, whatever. You know, you, you don't, uh, some people will right. like forcefully push through and get, um, uh, super antagonistic in the edit. Some editors, 
I really learned that, you know, even though I was resistant at first to some notes that ultimately I ended up, you know, really liking, um, some notes really ended up serving the, the piece, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting feeling to watch it change. It, it didn't bug me when I knew I was going in as a hired gun. If I was a producer, it'd be a different thing. Yeah. You know? What's the difference? What is it like thinking about scare me versus something like this that you're kind of brought into, I guess, like mindset wise, how, what's, what's the difference? Werewolves is is basically the biggest commercial you'll ever do where you actually like the material in a way, yeah. in a way. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like the biggest branded commercial, um, not quite like Marvel movie uh, uh, micromanagerial at all. In fact, they gave me a yeah. lot of freedom, but I had to earn that freedom. I had to show them what I was doing was yeah. working. And that took a, right, took a yeah. week, you know, because I was still a first timer. Whereas with – and you have a lot of support, which is cool. But whereas with Scare Me, everything is on you. You know, your first yeah, movie, yeah, if it's all yeah. you and it's your $26,000 and your buddies coming in and whatever, it's all you. And so the, the pro, the, the worst part is when you go, well, I guess I have no one else to show this movie to. And a lot of my buddies are like, this is great. I mean, it's a little slow here. It's a little faster or whatever. The problem on something like that when it's all you is going like, I guess this is pretty good. And you don't have, you know, you don't put it through. And I, I, I tested scare me a lot, but it's, sometimes it's rough when it's like, you're not only the be all end all for the director's cut, you're the be all end all for, you know, uh, uh, uh poster designs for what podcasts yeah. you're going to go on to, pr- right, you know, right. promote it. That's it. You, you do what Jim Cummings does every day, you know, and that takes yeah. a lot of work. Um, it's romantic, but, but it's a lot of work on werewolves. It's like, Oh, you're getting an email about, you know, you're going to get hooked up with motive. The, uh, the company that's going to edit your trailer that did knives out. And so the first edit's going to be fucking bonkers, you know? Bond yeah. is going to do your posters. They did the poster for night for uh, for Ready or Not, you know. So you're just going to be yeah. fucking bonkers, you know. Right. Whereas with me, it's like okay, so the trailer should have these four, you know. It's uh, it's a thing. Josh, yeah. could you give well, like I a guess, little? We we obviously sorry, we obviously had uh, Jim Cummings on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we had him on the show, but I just wanted to see if you had an opinion sort of like on, you know, the way that they approach movies and and not just financing the movie, but sort of like, you know, the delivery of the movie, you know? I I love it. I, I'm really excited by it. We we I actually tried to I think we were even though we were a really small movie, like below five hundred thousand dollar budget on Scare Me, I really tried to sort of follow that vanishing angle gym model on Scare Me on the first one. Mm. Um, uh, but COVID hit, you know, so, so, and, and also we had shutter, um, already with licensing several territories, thank God, um, before COVID hit, uh, I think we otherwise would have been in a better, a better position or be better positioned to email different, um, territories or representatives of different territories and sell the movie to different territories in a better market. Um, I think that that method of making movies is integral because that's, that's the only reason or the only way I made my first thing. It's how the filmmakers that did Tangerine made their first thing, how Benson right. and Moorhead made their first thing. Benson and right, Moorhead, yeah. by the way, I just <laughs> learned because I just produced a movie in, in Texas with their producer on The Endless and Synchronic, Lial Naim, who's fucking nice. genius. Yeah. Their producer was like, they just finished their Marvel thing and they went right back to a $300,000 movie. They were like, That's we're not going to sit around like because a lot of this this yeah. stuff is sitting around. So I think it's great whether you get it out and you get the word out the gym way or you get it out with a buyer or whatever. 
I love the idea of owning, and I think that owning your your own project and, and companies like WeFunder, where you can be an investor if you throw in even a few bucks to make the thing happen. Yeah. I think that's huge. You know, I think it's great for people like us because we could just come up with an idea, shoot it in the, the apartment with what skills we have, and then you know just kind of see what happens. And if it sucks, you bury it with the next thing you do. You just keep you know doing the thing. Yeah. You know? Do you feel like you have like a and I don't know what comes first for you, Josh. Maybe you don't see it this way, but like acting, directing, producing. I don't know like what kind of leads for you, but do you feel yourself as like kind of uh, taking, being like kind of precious about the projects that you take on? Or I was interested to even hear you talk about werewolves like as kind of like a big commercial kind of project because mm-hmm. I have my own view on commercials. I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm curious like your material versus like working on someone else's material. Yeah, I just just kind yeah. of like your general vibe and modus operandi for like how you how you view the material that you engage with. Uh, well, uh, when I get a brief for a commercial, uh, which I haven't in a little bit, I just signed with a new company. But um, no matter what the material is, my I get a really nasty pit in my stomach when I get an email that says "pitch for a new commercial" <laughs> because I'm terrified that I'm going to open it and it's going to be like here's 15 you know Snapchat deliverables and TikTok verticals and yeah. this that and the other thing um, for you know Downey, um, and so uh, I'll, I'll my my answer is always no before I start typing my, yeah, sure. Let's take a look at it or whatever. Um, because I, <laughs> yeah. I not only hate being told what to do or how to do something, or I sort of am growing, uh, growing to, to sort of understand that I can make that stuff work for me as we all do. It pays yeah. the rent yeah. it helps us do what we want to do. Sit, sit a little bit more, write a little bit longer. Um, but as far as narrative stuff is concerned and like, my managers are trying to push me to do like, um, you know, episodic TV and stuff. I am terrified to fuck up your baby. I'm really, really right, freaked out right, about right. going into your, your summer camp and teaching your kids or, you know, helping your kids put on the play. <laughs> Cause I don't want to fuck up the play. And that's, yeah, that way I perceive it. Now, everyone who I know who does episodic. And a lot of people who do commercials, they, they really like it, you know, commercials when the, yeah. when the creative's good and the creatives, you know, know to keep their hands off for the most part. And you can choose your lensing, this, that, and the other thing. They're not going to micromanage right. everything. It can yeah. be great. And so I, when I engage with anybody else's shit, it's usually I'm a little nervous, but the thing about werewolves is you open that script and it reads like clue meets the thing. And you're like, I have to do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was so different. You got, you, I, uh, there's some kind of point of connection for you that you have to have. Yeah. But when most of it is like, honestly, I'm a dense brained, like kinetic learner of a dude. I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I, 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 if you gave me the script for like, this is such an obscure, for like, uh, Steven Spielberg's The Post, I'd be like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> But if you gave me Gremlins, yeah. I'd be like, I see it, I understand it, it's it's clean. Yeah. Like I'm probably gonna end up doing kids' right. movies and musicals because I'm my brain. I'm such a child brain. I don't get complex complex emotional <laughs> stuff. I just want I want a cre I want Pumpkinhead to come in and you know yeah. um and, and fuck up uh fuck up the town. I that I can that yeah. I can do. Okay, so around. having having done like two kind <clears throat> of th- thriller horror ish. Kind of, I don't know where you place them in the genre kind of yeah. landscape, but is that an indicator of where you kind of want to continue to go with your films, or is that just kind of a coincidence? I do want to, I do want to keep 
keep pushing the horror stuff. What I'd like to do is yeah. work with like have a little more time, sure, but work push myself from a technical side. Um like yeah. what does it look like to do the David Lowry Disney thing? What does it look like to do like a totally big yeah. uh, like a big Disney? Now we're really going to tell you what to do within these boundaries, but otherwise like what does it look like if we just kind of let you run loose in this this new world? What does it look like like to level up? By the same token, um if I can do one of those and also pull a Benson and Moorhead and go back to starring in my own thing with an up and comer who's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, a, an Afro Latina actor who no one's given a chance to in yeah. X, Y, and Z world that has a killer idea that I can produce and be completely hands off other, other than like, let me introduce you to the people I bet on the, the water bottle tour. Um, that's something I want to <laughs> do. I want to help produce for people because, you know, there's only so much I'm going to be able to kind of do that's worthwhile. Um, and to push through, but if I can help people, if I can send the elevator back down, that's huge for me. But, but, you know, I, 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 I want to work for, you know, other directors. Like I want, I want to, I want to be on set with you guys wearing a funny nose and a thing that you do or doing a funny walk. Um, if it means I can learn from you guys and keep, keep the tools sharpened. Um, and, you know, yeah. And I, I love the genre. I want to get a little more personal. I want to get a push, push the scares a little bit more. I want to do more with special effects. I just want to keep kind of leveling up, you know, but also I want to make sure I help, I help people because it's what I needed when I was, I was yeah. struggling for 15 years. You know, I needed someone like to yeah. answer an email and be like, how'd you do that? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Jared, Jared, have you ever seen Josh's, um, like college humor stuff. Have you have you gone like a deep dive into that stuff at all? I haven't. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. There's one thing. If if anybody needs, to, actually, I saw this really kind any, of like messed up thing, and I was going to tweet about it, but yeah, um. yeah, Josh Rubin. <laughs> There's one thing that I I always go back to, Josh, which is just like if I'm having a bad day and I just need a little pick me up, you know, I'll go and watch your. Uh, largest businessman impersonation. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you remember this. Oh yeah. Um Jared, this is like again, like if you're just having a bad day, <clears throat> it's fucking amazing, dude. Like do you do you obviously like coming out of improv and stuff like Yeah. Like do you sort of like um when you're thinking of characters and like even like writing your own stuff or whatever, like like, where do you sort of go for like source of like inspiration for like just like not impersonating in general, but just like because even even like you know Sam Richardson in this is like kind of doing a a a thing, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, is there some conversations early on where you're kind of dictating like, oh, it's like this, it's like that, you know? Well, in the case of someone like Sam and Werewolves, Sam is Finn Wheeler. Sam, Sam is that character. He's he's like a very nice man who also has a lot going on, you know. Um, who's got a depth of emotion. So you go like, this is this is a this is a no brainer, you know. Like that, Sam is a way more interesting, way more um, layered choice and performer than if. You know, I put Wyatt Russell in there. I think Wyatt Russell's fucking awesome. Um, or Jack Quaid, uh, yeah. uh, is, is incredible, but it would be a different movie, you know, and Sam, Sam has, it's, it's, you want to look at everything you do in the casting of what you do, a confluence of what's happening in our world right now. Um, mm -hmm. who is going to mm -hmm. be the best conduit as a protagonist or an antagonist? 
representative of what's going on socially or otherwise, but also just be like interesting. Like who's going to make an interesting choice? George Basil hasn't had an opportunity to play a scumbag and he's the funniest possible scumbag with a Freddy Krueger hand. Um, I could certainly, I could have imagined. And I was like, I know in my brain of brains that like, no one's gonna like, sure. Like, um, you know, uh, Sam Rockwell, I could, I couldn't get Sam Rockwell, whatever. Like there's probably a lot of actors that could have killed that part. You know, anyone on search party could have probably killed that part, but I've known George and I know I speak his language. He speaks mine. We have shorthand. I know he can kill this. I know Sam can kill this. I know Michaela should play a fucking villain. I know Michaela Watkins, it's time to put a gun in yeah. Michaela Watkins' hand and have her play a Karen. Um, <laughs> and to have Michael Chernus, who always plays the kind of like, you know, the lovable sweetheart. I want him to play like a peevy, a, a pervy dude, a skeevy guy. Um, and, and all your actors will appreciate <laughs> so that. Handsy. They'll go, so absolutely. Handsy. Like Pete, my ass. Um, Sarah Burns, like, like let's put some nasty teeth on her and have her, you know, hump dude, the air a little hilarious. bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's a genius. So, but yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but like you want to make sure that, you know, you, your casting's an ex- extension of you and of your movie. And you also, you also want to make it interesting. It's like great. Great performances. You look at what Jeff Goldblum does. You're like, it's so fucking, you put him in anything. He's so fucking weird, but I can keep watching him. These choices are so, you never know where he's going to go. He's like a squiggly line. You want to do that with (laughs) with your casting, you know? Josh, was it like, was it like you, you, you kind of consumed the script, you read it and you were like, okay, this person, like, were you doing research or was it like, I already know kind of this like network of people I want to like pick from for, for these parts. How much of so it was much like, I've never it, heard of this person, but they're right for it. You know what I mean? Uh, I've heard, I'd heard of it, everyone. The exciting thing was to work with casting director, uh, Gail Keller, who does what we do in the shadows and a ton of like brilliant New York movies and TV so shows. And yeah. yeah. And her whole thing, I actually remember seeing a, a panel with her, which is why I hired her, where she said, I love unexpected casting choices. I love pairing like yeah. a 75 year old Broadway veteran with like a comedy seller comedian and, and put them in an emotional scene together. Yes. Um, yes, yes. She do that shit with Louis. Like she casted Louis CK, RIP, R- Louis yeah. CK show, you know? <laughs> um, and she do that shit. And I was like, I want that. I want the character actors yes, that I haven't yeah. sort of, that I know I love. Like I love a blue collar working actor. Um, yep. I love a Glenn Flesh. Like give me a Glenn Fleshler and a Harvey Guillen and a Rebecca Henderson, like any day. Um, because you know, you go, Oh shit. I love them as that sort of smaller part. And you know, orange is the new black, but they're playing this totally different thing, you know? And as an actor, like I know that Kathy would prefer Kathy Curtin who played Janine werewolves would prefer not to play another hard ass cop, but would like to get emotional, like to play a raw nerve as this, like, you know, this, this woman who could be, who could be a culprit, you know, how much pressure were you feeling like from producers to have like a name, you know, like some kind of (laughs) A-list, you know, was that like a thing? Was that a desire or it, it almost seems like the vanishing angle kind of thing to like, not always feel like the need to have that but i'm curious like was that something that was kind of a pressure at the beginning to like i mean a, l- a little bit you tier? everybody if if you're doing a seven million dollar movie you probably want and you're doing one where you you want it to be like a gremlins or like a tremors or like a yeah. um you know a, a burbs type of movie you sure. want to find your tom hanks and so there were a few names you know we kind of batted around and in the context of this it was like we we know we don't need someone at at you know, like, uh, 
oh, I don't know, at a Rockwell level, but we need someone who's going to carry it, who's kind of lovable, who's this character. You always start from the character. You're like, who who would I love to watch go through some shit? And so you come up with, you know, some people. Who who would I love to see just kind of, um, you know, be a a nasty son of a bitch? And what the cool, the most amazing thing about Ubisoft, their mandate, when I was like, this is a video game movie. Do I need, do I owe you anything? Do I owe you Easter eggs from the game? Right, right, right. Do I owe you like little, you know, nods to it and everything else? They were like, no, you owe us a good movie. Just make it good. Wow. And I was like, fuck wow. yeah. So I was like, all right, That's cool. Sick, I'm going to go to all the actors, all the character actors I love and like, and shoot it on anamorphic lenses in this weird, you know, this weird little town. You know, yeah. that's what Carpenter would have done. That. He just would have been like. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Working with uh, Matt Wise, like what was that? I mean, was this the first time you guys had worked together and, and like how much of the yeah. sort of cinematography landscape that you guys had made for this movie, like how much were you involved in? Like, what was that conversation like? Oh yeah, dude. I, I knew I want, I knew the aspect ratio I wanted to shoot and it was the same as bad moon. It's like a specific kind of uh, anamorphic and, and silver bullet, same exact kind of anamorphic. I actually think yeah. bad moon is a fucking gorgeous movie. Um, just cinematically, uh, but I gave him a bunch of, you know, obscure references and sort of said to, I want this to feel, you know, uh, uh, spiritually like an arachnophobia, for example, mm. and pace, pace <laughs> it like a, like an Edgar Wright movie with some Fargo characters. But look wise, I want it to feel like a, it should, it should look like one of Carpenter's movies. We don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Let's like shoot it on fucking V-Hawks. Let's shoot it on what's yeah, an anamorphic yeah. lens that won't kill us with, they all kind of kill you with lighting, especially when you're shooting it all at night. But you know, um, <laughs> what, what's a, what's a good, what's a good kind of compromise that won't, you know, won't kill us for, for this kind of format and this framing. Um, I sort of gave him the boundary. I said, look, I just want it to feel like these, these sort of nostalgic movies. I want these anamorphics. Um, and, uh, I, I want specific, almost sort of Coen brothers as choreography blocking where we're yeah. on a tableau shot and people are just sort of, you know, um, they're just sort of talking. Um, and, uh, and and he just took it away otherwise you know he would surprise me he'd be like come over here i want to show you something and he'd show yeah he'd show me this like fucking specific hue of green where he was like that's your monster squad green that's remember when you showed me monster squad and you said i like that green (laughs) and be like yeah dude fuck you you know he's great (laughs) josh where are you where are you like uh like as he's pulling you over to show you that are you where are you on set like default? Are you like by a monitor? Are you like in an actor's ear? Are you just hanging out? Are you sitting on the ground? Like where where do you kind of like uh that specific day? I, I I can tell you it was freezing and I was probably talking to uh talking to the UPM and my AD Lenny Payne about how many shots it was going to be until we were done. Everything was the post lunch crunch on that show because, because we only had so much time. So my UPM would come up to me every day, like after lunch, like, okay, well, how many you got, how many you got left? How many you got left? I'm fast too. And we came in under budget and we came in on schedule, but it was still like, yeah, thank you. But you know, so I was probably like, okay, we got this under, under light shot of, Wayne Duvall and then we got to pan around the you know we got to scan the back of his truck with his arsenal of, of you know werewolf hunting <laughs> weapons and then we've got yeah. you know one one tracking wide or whatever and uh, and then he brings me over but when we're when we're working I am not in some other room on some god mic I'm right there sitting on the ground in the snow with the the director's yeah. monitor I'm as close as I possibly can be to it you know yeah Josh one quick question um, 
how do you deal with anxiety during a film process, like during production? Hot toddies. I drank. Just like comfort <laughs> shit? Well, I, the, honestly, <laughs> a really, a really important thing on this, on this movie, or for me personally, not everybody needs this, wants this, or, or, or likes this. I needed to be alone, you know? So I need, I made mm. sure that I, I rented my mm. friend's cabin out and they were down the road and I was like, all right, I just, I just need to make sure no matter how bad the day goes that I, or how intense the day is that I'm, I'm at home and it's quiet. There was an yeah. option where because I was staying in my friend's cabin on this specific road and housing was a thing, I could have been like, oh yeah, like let's have the DP stay with me. We can make a fire every night mm -hmm. and this and the other thing. You're like, you know, we need to be alone to process the day to go and not be yeah. distracted with, you know, crew beers are great. And, and sure, hanging out yeah. is great and dinners are great. But like on a weekday for me, I need to go home and like, in this case, like make the fire and like go mm. not even look at the binder and whatever. And on, on yeah. the, on the set, your producer, and this is what I'm learning as a, as a producer doing stuff for doing movies for other people coming off this one I just did in Texas. Um, so much of it is you quelling the filmmaker's anxiety going, dude, what you're getting is great or making sure that they're taken care of. Hey, just want to make sure that you're covered if you do this. Or this is the first time these two characters are meeting and yeah. you want to shoot this like a Barry Sonnenfeld movie rather than being up here. Why don't we go low, low and wide and let make it look like two titans, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like offering your kind of filmic interpret, you know, uh, expertise to help them out. That's, that's, that's something. Just being know, able to I'm turn off is a big thing for you. Yeah, turning off. Yeah, exactly. Turn off and, and having a good crew. Like I think Vanishing Angle is great right. because they're filmmakers. They're like, hey, I think you can make this better by doing this, or you you don't need to hmm. overexert yourself with this angle. Why don't you just do it this way? You know. Yeah. Yeah. It should be your yes. producer in part. You know, it should be your team. You should never have a dick swinging uh, DP or AD right. for that matter or or producer. You should have people who are just there for the movie, not people like, you know, if I were doing it, you know what I mean? You don't you don't need that voice. <laughs> right. right. No. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. I'm yeah, just trying to get I, in your AD's head right now of of losing two two and a half, three hours every day that he wasn't I'll was give you his he, info. Len, Lenny Payne yeah. is fucking awesome. He can. He's got two kids and he's very busy. But he'd probably love to talk to you guys. He, I mean, he was. He wasn't losing it, but he was. You know, like me, like he wasn't getting a lot of sleep because this was. Yeah. This mm -hmm. was both of our biggest job. Like Lenny came up with Spike Lee, um, but not. But as like a like a PA and a coordinator and got into commercials yeah. like DGA commercials in a big way. And so he came on to do my first movie. As our, you can, you can excuse the DGA, like you can have a swing sort of position where you can be yeah. a UPM and a first AD and he had to do it remotely. Um, cause he, he just had a wow. baby. So my second AD was my onset AD. It was a whole sort of, sort of, wow. uh, interesting yeah. dynamic. And so I'm like ADing with my DP and, and with our second, which was a whole other story. But on this one, this was both of our biggest job yet. So yeah, Lenny's yeah. working with, all these celebrities, like, you know, also on the phone with his kids to make sure he tucks his kids in, also with me yep. to make sure he tucks me in, <laughs> you know, my anxiety, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and he was, we, we just went in it together. Like, he'd be like, you know, he's the best because he sort of pulls me aside and goes, I just want to make, I just want you to know, I want you to make sure you know you have an hour and 45 minutes and you've got these five things. And I said, We'll consolidate this. I have to get yep. this this way and blah, yep. blah, blah. You know, just the shit that every AD do, but he didn't get any sleep. You know, 
Like we yeah. were, we were all really, really, in, it was intense, man. But it was great. Yeah. <sighs> well, you did it, dude. <laughs> to hear that you came <laughs> in under budget, under budget and, and on, on schedule is kind of, uh, yeah, it's, that's insane. Um, what's next, dude? If you can tell us anything. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm trying to, uh, I'm writing right now, which is cool. I'm actually on a writing assignment, um, for Eli nice. Ross company, which is cool. So I, I'm, I'm, I have a four week window to rewrite a movie. So I'm, I'm it just feels really nice to be home after holidays, after yeah, being like, yeah, after like yeah. dodging the Rona and the Cron. Um, yeah. uh, I know, I know it's coming for us all. Uh, uh, I know you mentioned, <laughs> yeah. it was a Jared, you mentioned you had, I mean, it's coming for us. It's, it's going to, yeah. it's going to get, um, yeah. Jared, but, uh, Jared was in the hospital for a couple weeks there. Dude. Yeah. yeah with, that's uh, what I remember. I think year. from an interview. It wrecked I me. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that was before there was like, you know, there was, there was no vaccine. Yeah. That was end of 2019. Oh, so that was like nasty, super scary. nasty, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, home. I'm glad to be home. Glad to be like hunkered down just a yeah. ton of writing and uh, hopefully figure out what the next thing is sooner or later. But I'm, I'm, I'm picky, man. I've, things have come my way and I've been like, this isn't right. And that's a tricky yeah, thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing worse than, than like, giving your life <laughs> for a period of time to something you just don't believe in. You can't, you can't, <clears throat> you can't do it. do it. I might have to one day when, if I don't have health insurance and I'm like, well, I, I gotta, gotta get braces, <laughs> you know, I gotta work for, I gotta do this movie so I can get braces. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, braces for you or your child? <laughs> Both of us. So that's doubly yeah. expensive. You know, he that needs uh, braces and I need yeah. leg braces. You know what I mean? I need, because I broke both my, <laughs> I broke both of my legs trying to figure out how I'm going to make the next movie. Um, <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, wait, so no. real quick, do you so do you know Kevin Phillips? Only I only crush on him as a filmmaker from a distance. We've okay. only Instagrammed at each other. I think he I think Super Dark Times, I think all of his music videos, yeah. I think he I just think he's just a total genius and I just want to know that he's on his way to becoming David Bruckner or whatever the fuck he wants yeah, to be. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how he's not um like uh superstar level and i think it's because I he's i, I have a get my my hunch is yeah, that give me your he's, theory he, he's a he's a particular genius and he's like i can't get behind that you know what i mean i yeah. bet that i'm yeah. sure that's it i'm sure that's yeah. it i don't think anything is i think few things are as good as his first fucking move i think like it's i haven't true, seen man. something as good as super dark times you know and, and i know he's like working on stuff but i just think he's yeah i think he's a genius he's like otherworldly yeah. Otherworldly. Like, yeah. If you listen to, to that episode with he and I, I'm sure you know this already, but I, we went to film school together and he was like four years ahead of me, three or four years ahead of me. And, um, he was just like a legend. He was yeah. like left like a massive wake, uh, after he left. You're just like, Oh my God. Cause like, well, he, he was he a DP like a first, crew. right? He, yeah. he's still DP. He, he DP'd yeah. a music video for me <clears throat> a couple months ago. So he still Whoa. does it, but like not often. I think he's kind of like, pretty selective about yeah that and somehow i somehow i've made the cut um for <laughs> for kevin which means a lot congratulations um, that's so cool but yeah that's dude so he's cool. he's just uh he's he's an inspiration so i didn't i didn't know if you guys like ran in the same circle or not um, no no i still haven't met him in person but we just like kind of fan out over each other he's, he's just such a such a sweet that's great. dude i just like when great people know each other it makes me happy yeah. um i think that is the benefit of maybe living in l.a we can't just meet up with Kevin Phillips whenever we like. That's yeah, true. Yeah, we can get Josh yeah. on a podcast. It's great. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me in my pajamas, baby. 
Dude, I had some jeans on uh, earlier today. I was like, I'm just going to like get real, like actually put like work clothes on today. And then before this started, I was like, I got to put on sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not sitting in a chair in this pain. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. It's January 11th. Who am I? Joe Biden? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Who am I? The president of the United States? Give me some fucking exactly. Kirklands over here. Give me some Thank fucking you. Costco pants now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Josh, do you have any uh, sort of, you know, external fears? Or not external. Or um, Yeah, insecurities about being pigeonholed at all as a, as a director or anything like that? Like, how do you actively sort of, you know, fight against that? Uh, not necessarily right now. I'm very, I'm just very specific about what I want. So, you know, um, if something comes my way that isn't right, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. Or I just tell my team, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this. And if the thing isn't right, you know, the hard thing is you got to self-generate, whether that's you make a short to prove that something works or, you know, write something. People are sort of closed-minded that way, but no anxieties yet. I'm just happy to be, look, again, I'm so fucking lucky um even with these just these two little things i did like um to 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 be where i am and to even have any choice to do anything but yeah i'm you know i'm I'm particular only because like you were saying like who wants to spend two years working on something they're like 70 percent on you know you can't yeah you just can't yeah yeah you You can't can't. you can't yeah that seems like first world problems but like it really is like i mean i guess you can But it really is like yeah. physically difficult to do something that it's also you know, physically difficult. Yeah. yeah, you get in, you get in like day six and just be like very fucking depressed. Well, and then sure. your actors, and you're not helping out. You know, you hire yeah, Milana, Milana comes or Sam comes on set. Yeah, because they like it. That's the worst. Like, well, I'm right. here because you're here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. and also because right. I, I read, I thought I was okay, and then you're like, you're, I'm a dick because I don't like it. I'm a dick. I'm not in it. I'm checking my phone. You know, whatever. You don't want to be in that. Yeah, there's position, just no so. good way to go about that. <clears throat> no, no, no. Yeah. And it, and it it's it's hard to you know that's why i'm doing i'm doing this rewrite because it's it's same i'd make on a commercial it's going to take four weeks it won't take two weeks it won't take a week and a half like a fruit loops right. would you know or whatever geico <laughs> would but but yeah. i'm like it's better than you know working at best buy you know everything about me is like how yeah. can i make sure i don't work at best buy again yeah um i love best buy but i don't work there again you know um <laughs> I hear you, dude. So, yeah, no fears yet. I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Very, very grateful. It's not lost on me at all. This. Uh, I saw. I saw you're at, you're at Stink. Yeah, that's brand new. That's those are my new folks. Yeah. I was at Stink for like two years. Really? Um, Any notes? <laughs> they're great. I love Fran. I'm sure you've interacted with Fran. Yeah, Fran's one of Fran my McGibbon? favorite people. Hello. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Fran. <laughs> dude i mean I, I no you know how no one knows anything i don't i don't know if i i, I don't know if i know how to how to deal in like i don't know they feel like such the cool kids you know yeah. they, like they really are like and i'm just like uh i don't uh i don't see how this is gonna benefit you mr stink yeah. um but uh but I, I will try i will try my best i will write on Dude, all i'm the, sure like, you'll crush you know, it i'm sure you'll, like all this the i'm gonna have to hire like and- all the cool yeah i'm gonna have to hire all the cool dps like logan triplet i'll be like logan I, you don't know me but you know i have to hire people that have cool instagrams now and stuff 
No, you it's just gonna be me. There's me and no Matt way Wise forward. And, with that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the way to do it. I think. I honestly think, dude, it's been a good a good reminder. And I know I, we know this kind of, but it's a good reminder talking to you. Just like, just keeping like friends close. You know, just like working yeah. with people that you love and respect that are talented. And like sometimes it, it it does go that direction. You know, where it's like you want to work with the person who's gonna up your cool factor. But yeah. it's nice to be reminded that, like, yeah, we we kind of did this for another reason, you know. It's so foreign to me. Yeah. Like, it's it's like the it's like the awards and like the tweets and the accolade shit. It's like it's it's. I start to feel either like somewhere between a grandpa and like um like Miranda July, hopefully, where I'm just mm. like whatever. Yeah. I'm just gonna do my weird dance. And if you think I'm cool, <laughs> great. Like if you think I'm. I can sit with you, cool. But it's, that's not what I thought in high school. In high school, I was like, oh, there's a stink table. Fuck, I have to. You know, but now I'm just yeah, kind of like, I'm yeah, 38. Yeah. And if you want a piece of it, cool. I'm going to do my Joe Dante thing. If that feels yeah. like it's, you know, if I, I might not wear a beanie, but if I'm cool enough, you know, if I'm cool enough <laughs> to sit at the table, you know what I mean? Christian, I'm not knocking beanies. I'm just saying, you know, well, hey, we don't all have wear beanie, beautiful hair, Josh. Thank you. It's just all just fully just a big circle that I did myself in the back. Fully fucking just a, a dinner plate, just totally baby bald. You know what I mean? Just behind me. Yeah. What if I just went like this? I, was, I know. Um, it's just the face from Malignant on the back of my head. Just like. Oh, my you know. gosh. Can we yeah. talk about Malignant for a second? I, Dude, I, I, yes, all day. I was, I, I have a friend <laughs> that I was like, you have to go see this movie. Um, you know, like a fellow kind of like, like movie lover. And I was like, it's not going to be what you expect, but just go see it. And, and I was like persistent about like, you have to stick with it. You have to keep yeah. watching it because my take on it, I'd love to hear yours, Josh, but mine is like, it's kind of awful in a lot of ways. I understand. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe, maybe even most ways. Uh, <laughs> but like, dude, when I, when, when it like all kind of happens and everything kind of like coalesces yeah. and comes together, I'm like, I don't know if I've had more fun at a movie, especially at a movie theater. Yeah. In a long time. Oh yeah. Not since Jason X in like AMC 25 <laughs> in Times Square at midnight where, you know, it was just me. Um, yeah. and you know, uh, all of people who don't look like me screaming, it was very fun. Um, I, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, th this is what's so cool is like that. That's what I talk, I talk about or what I, I guess I'm alluding to in a way when I say, I'd love to do a big Titanic Disney thing for, for a committee. Yeah. And then I'd like to go do my own thing or like Ryan yeah, Johnson yeah. can do brothers bloom. And he's like, I'm going to go do looper. I'm going to fuck around with yeah. this like awesome site random. Now that's, you know, Your so brothers James Wan is such a good movie. It's <laughs> so fucking good. And loop loopers brilliant. And like James Wan was like, cool. I'm going to go do, I'm going to go yeah. do me. Yeah. Like that was his chef. Like he's like Favreau and he's going to go to that malignant yeah, yeah. is James Wan's chef. And that's I think that's fine. fucking yeah. cool. And he's specifically, he is specifically homaging dark castle films. Um, yeah. or, uh, you know, like early, bava argento shit and i think that's yeah. rad so the fact that there's a space for that and then horror community people respond to it and go like i need what he yeah. technically made a new icon people are dressing like that shit for you know like gabriel for halloween that's a that's a big deal dude you i know, was you know? i was stuck in uh austin for a few weeks and i was just like consuming cronenberg uh Ooh. that i a lot of which i'd never seen before and i watched uh 
opera by Argento um, for the first time. Yeah. And I think it was just like kind of cabin fever plus <laughs> Cronenberg plus Argento where I was just like, dude, I am losing my mind. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to come out of the TV if I, you know, yeah. whatever. Sit. <laughs> but, but opera, yeah, opera in particular was like one of those weird experiences where I was just like, I couldn't sleep. It wasn't even that scary. It was just so like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of messed me up. But anyway, Understandable. Yeah. Uh, Josh, dude, thank you for joining us. Thanks for just shooting the yeah, shit for an hour or so. And um, do we wish you the best and keep making cool shit. And uh, I'd love to stay in touch. Um, and when we're in L.A., um, let's get together and talk about condors. <laughs> Hit me anytime. Let's get a smoothie and talk too loud about trucking in, you know, <laughs> about a dolly out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, it was yeah, such a pleasure, guys. Sure. I, lo- I love the show. It means a lot. You asked me to come aboard. Thank you. No, Sorry thank I was you, soft, you know, both uh, audi- <laughs> audibly and physically. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. No worries. This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag-and-drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. This episode of Good is sponsored by Taggy.tv. Taggy is a curated image library designed for inspiration and treatment imagery, curated by commercial directors and image researchers. Taggy's library is filled with stills, videos, and photography tagged with specific film techniques like transitions, voiceover, split screen, and more. You can also search for specific imagery like texting, social media, or youth culture. Through my experience on Taggy, curation is where this resource shines. Sometimes it's tough to find the balance between something too abstract or moody when making a treatment. Taggy rides this line exceptionally well with their highly curated library of images. And you can get one month free at taggy.tv by using code GOODGUYS at checkout.